This is Beach Weekly. You're listening to Season 11, Episode 3 of Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State's student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. We're here with you on your walk to class, giving you the news you need to start your week. I'm your host, Leigh Madrigal. Keep listening to learn more about last week's tuition protest, an on-campus power outage, and the largest crowd to ever attend a women's sporting event. We'll start with campus news. An unplanned power outage caused disruptions last Tuesday, August 29th. Evening classes were canceled and on-campus facilities like the library, rec center, student union, and more stopped operations for the remainder of the day. Students were urged to leave campus calmly and safely. The university was only notified about the outage a few minutes before it happened. According to the University Police Department, the power outage was a result of a mechanical failure by the Southern California Edison Company, the university's power supplier. The outage happened around 5.30 p.m. and students were notified at 5.58 p.m. through Beach Alert that classes were canceled. Power on campus was restored at 7.10 p.m. and operations proceeded normally the following day. The California State University Institution has published a plan for a multi-year 6% tuition increase beginning in fall 2024 through 2028. The CSU's proposed plan would have tuition starting at $5,742 for undergraduate students with over six credits. If this plan goes into action, tuition will increase every academic year, and by 2028, tuition would be $7,682. During the rush of last Wednesday's Week of Welcome in the Quad, students gathered with Bullhorn's Unified Chants and Signs stating no barriers at the beach and students over profit to protest the tuition increase. The march carried from upper campus to lower campus, ending in front of the Go Beach sign outside of Brotman Hall, where students and even professors unified to display their opposition. Organizers of the protest plan to continue their combined objection on September 12th at a meeting where the Board of Trustees will vote to determine a finalized decision. Now we'll move on to what's happening in Long Beach. A group of about seven men in gray and black hoodies stole upwards of $5,000 worth of power tools from the Home Depot on Spring Street in Signal Hill. Police were called to the scene at 6.03 p.m. on Sunday, August 27th. Similar burglaries have also happened in other cities in Southern California. A Nike store in Los Angeles was raided and robbed last month, and a Macy's in Sherman Oaks was robbed by a group of people last week, too. The mayor of Los Angeles has created a city task force to combat burglaries in the city. Long Beach is not protected by this task force, but the Long Beach Police Department has established its own group to address recent burglaries within the city. 57 years ago, the Gerald Desmond Bridge was built in Long Beach as a westbound extension of Ocean Boulevard, connecting downtown Long Beach to Terminal Island. In 2020, the Gerald Desmond Bridge was replaced by the Long Beach International Gateway Bridge, a large, white, cable-stayed bridge that allows for larger ships to pass into the port. The new bridge also has a bike path, a pedestrian path, and observation decks. The old Gerald Desmond Bridge was still standing while the new International Gateway Bridge was built and in operation. The destruction of the Gerald Desmond Bridge began in July 2022 and is now completed as of August 2023. Nearly 15,000 tons of steel and 53,000 tons of concrete and asphalt came from the deconstruction. These materials are being stored to be recycled for new projects. Hazardous materials from the deconstruction, like lead paint and asbestos, were sent to a special landfill. The new bridge cost $1.56 billion and is expected to last the next 100 years. Now, national news. The largest crowd to ever watch a women's sporting event gathered in Nebraska on Wednesday, August 30th to watch the Lincoln Cornhuskers women's volleyball team beat the Omaha Mavericks 3-0. 
The volleyball game was played outside on Lincoln's football field at the Memorial Stadium to accommodate the large crowd. 92,003 people filled the stadium seats and additional seats and standing room were set up on the field to allow for more attendance. The Memorial Stadium maximum capacity for football is 85,458 people, but with extra seats for the Nebraska volleyball game, the turnout exceeded this by a few thousand. Tickets were originally sold for $25 for adults and $5 for high school students and younger. On third-party websites, tickets were being resold for up to $400. The volleyball event was so important to the university that students were given the day off. Before Wednesday, the largest crowd for a college volleyball game was 18,755 people. And the largest crowd for any women's sporting event in general was a Barcelona semifinal soccer game in April 2022 that brought a crowd of 91,648 people. The maximum capacity for the Walter Pyramid on campus is only 4,000 people, but I think if we really put our minds to it, we can beat Nebraska's world record. Category 3 Hurricane Adalia surged through Florida's Gulf Coast on Wednesday, August 30th with 125 mile-per-hour winds. Adalia tore through Georgia with 90 mile-per-hour winds until it reached South Carolina as a tropical storm. Adalia's devastating winds have blown out windows, torn buildings from their foundations, pulled trees from their roots, and caused considerable more damage across the affected states. As of September 1st, over 100,000 people in Florida and Georgia are left without power. With the southeast region submerged in floodwaters, boat teams have rescued over 135 people. Fatalities are being uncovered with continued search and rescue efforts. One person in Georgia was killed from a tree falling on a vehicle, and there have been a handful of fatal vehicle accidents. Biden has signed a major disaster declaration which provides financial assistance for individuals and infrastructure impacted by Idalia. In international news, a retired Saudi Arabian teacher was recently sentenced to death for criticizing his country's leadership online. The man, Mohammed Al-Ghamdi, posted original tweets scrutinizing the country to his anonymous ex-account with only 10 followers. His YouTube activity and retweets also alluded to his disapproval of the Saudi Arabian government. Others in Saudi Arabia have been sentenced to decades in prison for the same crime. X, formerly known as Twitter, is the most popular social media site in Saudi Arabia. Before the country's government really cracked down on online censorship, X was the last place where people felt like they could express their complaints and concerns about Saudi Arabia. People are not comfortable to talk in person about anything concerning the government. They are not even fully comfortable expressing themselves online. Anonymous X accounts are the most common ways for people to have a voice because their identities are concealed. It is unknown how Saudi authorities pinpointed his identity through an anonymous account. A forest fire burning in Greece is the largest fire ever recorded in the European Union. As of September 1st, the fire has killed 20 people. 18 of the bodies were found near the Turkey-Greece border and were identified as migrants. 582 firefighters, 10 planes, and 7 helicopters are working together to combat this fire that has already burned an area larger than New York City. Fires are intense in Greece this year. Since July 17, 2023, there have been over 80 fires causing a total of 28 deaths and 75 injuries. Numerous people have been arrested for arson on suspicion of intentionally starting fires in Greece. Most fires in the country this year are presumed to have been man-made, and this current fire is almost certainly known to be man-made, according to the Prime Minister. We'll finish with a few headlines. Two former Proud Boys leaders have been sentenced to prison for their involvement in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. Joseph Briggs, the former leader for the Florida's Proud Boys group, has been sentenced to 17 years in prison. 
Zachary Rell, Philadelphia's former Proud Boys leader, has been sentenced to 15 years in prison. Biggs was a leader and a huge influence in the riot at the Capitol. He was also a proponent of the riot in Washington months before it happened. On January 6th, he breached law enforcement barriers and infiltrated the Senate chamber within the Capitol. Biggs's attorney is requesting a less harsh sentence, claiming that Biggs was acting within his rights to free speech. During his trial, Zachary Rell begged for forgiveness, saying, quote, I'm done peddling lies for people that don't care about me. January 6th was a despicable day, end quote. Canada is cautioning people traveling to the United States to be aware of certain restrictive laws against LGBTQ people in the states. Many states in America have banned drag shows, limited access to gender-affirming care, and restricted transgender people's participation in sports. Oprah Winfrey and Dwayne The Rock Johnson have donated $10 million to help Maui residents displaced by the area's recent wildfires. The donation effort, called the People's Fund of Maui, plans to give $1,200 per month to impacted Maui residents. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beach Weekly. And a special thank you to our editor, Julia Goldman, and our producers, Elle Nicklin and Aidan Swanepoel. As always, if you want to read up on some of the stories covered today, along with much more, you can head over to our website, daily49er.com. And to make sure you're up to date with everything that happens on Long Beach State Campus, you can follow our socials at Daily49er. We appreciate you listening and you'll hear from me again next week.